Running a small business while raising small humans in a small town is tough, but it's the kind of tough we chose. Why? Because it allows us to reach bigger financial goals whilst also having the freedom to prioritize things on our terms. So how do we make sure it stays that way? How do we make sure that the businesses we build continue to set us free rather than becoming something we're enslaved by? Well, that's exactly what I'm using this podcast to find out. I'm Meredith Page. As well as being a wife and a mum, I'm a marketing strategist from regional Australia. I'm connecting with the small town entrepreneurs from right across the country. I want to know how they make it work, raising a family and running ethical businesses whilst maintaining mental well-being and healthy boundaries. And every now and then, I'll throw in something I've figured out too. This is the Meredith Page Podcast. Hey fam, so kicking this one off I had an incident (laughs) trying to record this particular video podcast episode I spent about half an hour recording two episodes my VA would be very proud of me trying to bash out two at once and then my phone decided to tell me that it needed to clear up some storage space so went into the pixel file manager and started clearing out all these big ones and it decided to take it upon itself to clear out the two videos I re- just spent half an hour recording in its little clean out. So thanks Google Pixel for your over and above service for cleaning out my phone and wasting half an hour of my effing life. So after swearing and carrying on and a cup, two cups of tea and a coffee, I'm back to have another run at it. And the ironic part of all that was that one of the episodes was entitled, What would you do? How would you market your business if the internet collapsed? Well, how would you market your business if your phone decides to delete your shit? Also known as. So here we are. So case in point why you shouldn't be wholly and solely dependent on the internet and the tech to market your business. So I only realized the irony of that after swearing at the sky for 20 minutes so benefits for you guys is that you get a more condensed version of this podcast i'm sorry if i sound a little bit short with everyone going through my notes but now you know why and we have a really good example as to why we need to be covering this topic so let me take it from the top driving around the regional australia at the moment we're obviously in and out of service a lot and i had this really interesting idea hit me not in a, a not in a catastrophic kind of way, but like a, hmm, how would we handle this kind of way? How would you market your business in the current day and age if you had no internet? Oh, well, you think about it, businesses have been marketing themselves pro without the internet for hundreds, if not thousands of years, but we've all become so dependent on it at the moment. So if the internet was to go, how would you how would you get customers to find you? How would you contact your existing customers? How would you create new ones? Interesting thought experiment. I'm pretty sure that qualifies as a thought experiment. So, whilst um, and like I mean, it's my initial thought for my business was well, I'd be screwed because a my business is solely based on the internet, and b it's about getting other businesses on the internet. But then I really thought about it, and I'm like, well, my business or this this, what's that the the service that I provide and the good that I want to do in the world is helping regional and rural Aussie businesses and organizations 
better connect with their customers in a way that's sustainable and practical and doesn't take more out of them than what they're able to give. Nothing in that says it has to be online. So I suppose what I would do then is it just make it my mission to go, all right, internet's gone, guys. How are we all going to do this now? And then just educate and support around that. So really, I wouldn't be as screwed as what I initially thought. But I made some notes about what I thought would be good things to cover if, in fact, the internet collapsed tomorrow and we all still needed to keep the doors open and keep food on the table, you know, keep a roof over our heads. So first things first is, okay, it's always easier to preach to the choir, right? How do you get in touch with your existing customers? How would you let them know, hey, look, guys, internet's down, we're still open for business? So a couple of things there. Now, take a quick sidestep here. If the conversation was, if social media collapsed tomorrow, what would you do? My first thing would be email. Like, make sure you've got their email addresses. So, um, so make sure we'll just put a pin in that one. Email is a really good thing to have, even though that's dependent on, on the internet. But things like phone numbers. Do you have your existing customers' phone numbers? Do you have their mailing addresses? Now, you might be kind of, you might be kind of looking at those, going, well, how do I ask for that information for a good reason? Well, ideally, you want to create a create a valuable reason to get those details off them. So let me give you an example. I used to work with a restaurant where they would send their customers for their birthday and for like milestone dates like their wedding anniversary, they would send them a voucher. So it might be like for their anniversary, it might be like a free bottle of wine, or it might be like a you know free dessert with your main meal purchase when they came in for their anniversary or if they came in for their birthday. And the idea is that it makes them feel acknowledged and valuable and it gives them a reason to come in and celebrate at that particular restaurant rather than taking that business elsewhere. So that is actually a really legitimate reason to give get people's mailing addresses of them. Because you know we're all very sort of data aware database aware now and the last thing we want is like I feel like you're gonna database me and spam me and I just can't deal with any more spam. So make it really valuable and really credible to get these this information off them with that sort of going, hey, I'm planning for Armageddon. Can I have additional contact details for you? Don't come at it from that angle. Phone numbers. So text message marketing, a really good way to get people to take action, especially within like 24 to 48 hour window. Now, interesting thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if this will be a factor with generations subsequent to mine, but because my generation, like the 80s, 90s babies, like Gen X's, Gen Y's, they were, they were raised with the advent of mobile technology. So for us, before we had chat messages like WhatsApp and Messenger and all that, we would be texting each other. And for us, a text is pretty much as high priority as a phone call. For us, it's like phone call, text, and then all the messaging apps sit below that in terms of priority, I believe. So, but I don't know if that'll actually be something that shows up in the next generations, or they might see them like phone calls, messaging apps, and all that as being on par with each other, and phone calls just be something you avoid altogether. So, do well, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is use that text messaging app sparingly. I would not use text messaging the same with the same level of prolificness. I really feel like that's not the right word, but anyway, that you would say Facebook posts. Keep it time sensitive and highly relevant for text messaging. So yes, that's a really good way to keep in touch with your existing customers and maybe start coming up with ways to get that information from them in exchange for some pretty good value. Start thinking about that now so you have this infrastructure in your business ticking along nicely, you know, as a really alternative way to contact them, but also as backup if something would ha- were to happen to the internet. 
So then I suppose the next thing is signage. Like, what's your signage situation like? Can you be found from major arterial roads in your town? One thing that, again, I've noticed driving around is how valuable those multi-signage sort of pylons are, where they've got multiple businesses with, like, a card, and it tells you which direction they're in and things like that. So making sure your signage is good. Also, have you wrapped your vehicle? Have you put graphics on your vehicle that it's like a roving billboard as you're going around town? And I'm saying that as someone who hasn't done that yet and really needs to get my act together, especially now I literally am dragging a billboard behind a car around this entire country. So not preaching from the hilltop here, guys, just flagging it as a good to do. Yeah, so that your vehicle is easily like name, phone number, website, street address, all those things can be plastered all over your vehicle as you're driving around town going about your business. Another thing that I've been finding really valuable traveling around is having a fly that sort of captures everything that you do. Now my favorite go-to size is DL, which is like your envelope size, 99 by 210. I would always recommend getting a trifold. It's when you get an A4, folds down three ways into your DL size because it's great for, if you want like a stand that doesn't take up too much room at your point of sale, it can go there. They're great to drop into like a mail out. You can take them with you to like a networking event or like a, Sort of engagement opportunity and they're really easy to keep a bundle with you take them with you um, and what I've noticed too is like so we like to travel really early in the morning so sometimes if we're going past like an information center and it's not open yet they'll often have in like a sheltered spot some stands with some flyers already set up and then so we can just grab a handful of things even if it's closed and make sure we've got all that information with us as we pass through so these are really good to have in your business they're really good to have outside your business when you're shut at partner businesses and information centers and things like that. So they've got a really, really good sort of reach and dispersion, these flyers. They're a really good resource to have in your business. So I recommend getting flyers done. And then to that, are you also advertising in local print marketing? Like, I mean, if you're in the tourism industry or if there's any particular way you could cater to tourists, even things like auto electricians and hairdressers and all that, tourists have just as much a need for that as the locals do. Are you advertising in local print media? Now, do keep in mind, and I'm sure we've all seen this, that there's certain publications that do seem to be able to test stand the test of time as opposed to others. So just be discerning in which ones you invest in. Make sure they've been around for a while. Make sure you feel like the price point is worth what they're giving you. But at least try to be showing up in a couple of these different print platforms as possible. And then also are you sort of how engaged are you in your local sort of business community so are you putting yourself out there to increase your chances of referrals so I've, I've had a lot of success with being connected with my local business chambers I'm connected with like my two kind of local ones and the energy in the room is just fantastic like it's very collaborative and everyone's keen to kind of swap ideas and oh you might be better suited to serve this person so I'm gonna send I'm gonna send them your way you're probably better at that than me like there's no competition in the room it's so collaborative and like it seems to be built on this idea that like if we all do well we all do well you know like it's not like we're sort of you know, scrapping over the customers that are left. And something else that I've noticed a lot of businesses doing too, which I love the bejesus out of, I've seen it in like, yeah, with your health coaches and your holistic and wellness kind of people who work on like the mind-body-nutrition kind of combination, which seems to be gaining a lot of traction as people, I think, are more open to the idea that all these elements are connected and it would be nice to work with one person on all these sort of interrelated aspects. In my hometown, I'm noticing a lot of them are actually putting on workshops where they'll collaborate with someone who maybe 
approaches it a little bit differently to them or maybe sort of takes care of like a complementary part of the process and they'll do a joint workshop. And what's really good about this is that you're both serving the same market but you're not fighting over the people in the room. You're offering a complementary experience to the customers. So the customers are getting more out of it. And not only that, you're leveraging each other's audiences. So person A will put the, the shout out to their audience about the workshop and then person B will put the shout out to their audience. So suddenly person A is getting exposure to person B's audience in this really nice collaborative serving way. So if there's any way you can network with someone who serves the same market as you and offers complimentary services to you, see if there's ways you can create in-person events or opportunities or packages that better serve your audience and give you greater exposure in the process. It's a really, really cool way to find interesting new ways to talk to your customers. And yeah, I love the fact that it's nobody loses in that situation. Not only that, I feel like there's something very rich and tangible about in-person events that we've A, been missing for a long time, and B, you just can't replicate in Zooms. You can't replicate in online situations. Like, there's something really nice about getting all these minds and these like-minded people into the room and creating something or discussing something or teasing out an idea. So opportunities that look like that, really, really powerful radio especially in regional and rural areas radio is still super relevant because obviously like there's big patches out here where we don't have reception but the radio frequencies are still good so have a chat to your local radio station because i found again the ones in my local town super awesome to deal with like they're really good workshopping ideas and they're happy to try something a bit different in order to help you get attention to your business so you might want to do like a live cross once a week or once a fortnight talking about an aspect of your business just bear in mind, talk about it in terms of like solving a problem for your client and then just tying that solution back to your business. Don't go in there and essentially read them your about me page off your website. No one's going to engage with that. But if you frame the conversation in terms of this is the customer I'm talking to, this is the problem that I see and this is the solution that I believe is best suited to them, oh PS I happen to provide this solution. People are going to find that more engaging because they're going to see themselves in that story. No one's going to see themselves in your story because it's your story. So don't go in there and talk about you. Talk about how you meet your client's needs. But if you can do that, live crosses on your local radio station could be a super powerful kind of spoke in the wheel for your marketing. And again, they'll give you tips on like ad placement, what time's going to work for the people you're talking to. Sit down with them and see if you can work out a bit of a package that's going to work best for you. And they're going to love it too because if you're willing to come in and chat, that's really good content they don't have to come up with that's going to just better serve their audience. So again, win-win. Everybody gets something out of it. So there are just a few kind of areas I would love for you to think about in the context of if I didn't have the internet, how would I do business? How would I get people to find me? How would I market myself? And how would I keep the wheels turning? I'd love to see what you come up with. Maybe create a list, screenshot it, tag me in it, send it to me. I would love to see what you come up with and all these different creative ways we can market ourselves around the internet. So we also don't feel like the internet's this do or die, make or break part of our business. It's just a spoke in the wheel. Love to hear what you guys come up with. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week.